What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of The Nitty Pod. I am AP, and I have alongside with me Alex. We look forward to talking some Penn State ball with you. It's been a while. We have a lot to catch up on. Let's get into it. We haven't talked since before the Auburn game, and boy, was that game a lot of fun to watch. I went down to it myself. Tyler did as well, and... Man, that was an incredible game to watch. Yeah, that was, um, you know, first of all, I guess I should say it's good to be back uh, talking talking PSU football. It's not like we haven't talked, you know, since before the Auburn game. We obviously talk like every single day, but right. just, uh, just not on the pod. So it's good to be back on the pod. Um, but yeah, Auburn, man, like I still think – Obviously, depending on how the season goes, this this answer could change. But as of right now, that was easily the most satisfying win of the year. Oh, no question. You know, I know we had Purdue, game-winning drive, conference opponent. You know, that was fun. But Auburn, to go in there and beat them the way we beat them was just uh, stunning. Like, I did not – I never expected that. Um, and – and we know now that, you know, maybe Auburn's not a great football. It's still an SEC opponent on the road. Yep. And you went in there and you, you, you handled them. It was, yeah. it was what, 13 to 7 at the half or 13 to 6 at the half? Yeah, 14 6. Yeah. And, and then we came out and blew them out. Yeah. And I mean, and that score ends 42 to 12. Like, that's, that is insane. Um, and and really at the time, what I felt like was was a statement win, and kind of put put Penn State kind of in that national conversation, even though some of it was well Auburn's just bad, but but yeah one of one of the more satisfying wins I can remember easily within the last two years. Yeah. So uh, without a doubt, man, that yeah, was. And I, and they're satisfying in different ways because the Purdue game was very satisfying, but right, it had sure. you on the edge of your seat. Right. And the Auburn game was satisfying for a totally different reason, man. You, I mean, yeah, the first half was close. Like I said, we went into the locker room only up eight. That's, I wasn't really feeling too, too nervous at the time, but, you know, still a close game on the road. You never know what's going to happen. And, the way we just came out and dominated that second half, it was like I was able to kick my feet up and just <laughs> enjoy watching the Auburn fans leave the stadium and not really have to worry about it the rest of the game. And I'll tell you another thing that made me very happy, which obviously I'm not I'm not too happy about him anymore, but Jake Pinnaker had himself a very nice game that week. Yeah, made a huge kick that I think it was like a 48-yarder Yeah, uh, there to get some points really – uh, I think it was like right after Auburn scored, maybe uh, he comes down, makes that kick. If if he misses that kick, Auburn gets somewhat of a of a short field, you know, good field position. Um, instead, you kick off. Defense does their job, and uh, yeah, that's probably not a moment that that was talked about enough, to be honest, in that game. For sure, because you had the true freshman running back, you know, rushing for 150 yards or whatever whatever the hell he rushed for that game. But, uh, but yeah, big kick by Jake in, in that, in that spot, in that environment. Um, 
But yeah, I think you bring up a good point. You know, Purdue was exciting. Was an exciting win, right? Mm -hmm. Last minute. Kind of felt down there after the pick six and all that stuff. But Auburn was just satisfying. It was, it was, it it got to the point where it was never in question, right? Oh, Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was definitely two completely different types of satisfaction and how they won that game. So, after that long singleton run, I was stunned. Yeah, for sure. And after that long singleton run, I think, I think it was the one that put us up. I want to say 38 or something like, like put us at 38. I forget what it was at the time, but that long singleton touchdown run after that happened, man, the party was on. We moved down to the front row and watched the rest of the game then. And you know how, you know how the team does at the end of the game when they went on the road, they go by and high five everyone. That was a really, really cool experience. Um, And I, I think I can speak for myself and TK and the other guys that went with us. Um, that was incredible. That was just an awesome weekend. And, uh, you know, it, it was, it's interesting cause you know, after a win like that, I thought, yeah, there could be a little bit of an emotional hangover, you know, obviously Auburn isn't a world beater, but like you said, just to go down into sec country on the road and win like that, I expected a little bit of an, of an emotional hangover, um, but I did not expect to see how poorly we played in against Central Michigan and then against Northwestern. Now, obviously, they both ended up being wins. You can't really complain too, too much about that. But at the same time, there was a lot to take away from those games where you're just coming out like, what the hell did I just watch? It's been a gripe of mine all season, I feel like. Yeah. Um, Sean missing throws. Uh, not not doing much in in the middle half of of that Central Michigan game, um, you know. I think if I'm remembering correctly, they scored right before the half, which made it feel better. Um, yeah. Which kind of, which was the same thing that we had in Ohio. The the offense really didn't do a whole lot there in the second half after starting off really well, and you know they scored before the half, and and you feel better going into the locker room, but. It's just this, it's just this constant inconsistency that that I've seen, and really the only game I don't feel I I saw it was was maybe Auburn, and maybe that's just because of how yeah. the second half went. I just I just kind of forget what the first half even looked like, but but yeah, I mean, the the Northwestern game, I was there. It was miserable. Yeah, um, it looked miserable. Be- beautiful day to to tailgate. Um, wasn't, you know, wasn't hot, wasn't too cold. It was, it was a picture perfect fall day to tailgate. And then as soon as I started walking into the stadium about two thirty, quarter of three, it just opened and it never stopped and it didn't pour, but it was just a steady rain that entire game. It would let up for a little and then it would pick up again. Um, and it was miserable and I guess the biggest gripe with that game really is Sean still missed throws, but you can't fumble the football five times. Correct. Um, You know, Singleton had a couple, Allen fumbles, every running back fumbled. I'm pretty sure that touched. Yeah. Lee had a fumble. Um, So that, that's really the biggest gripe. And, and Franklin's 
dead right. And when he says, you know, we can't make the weather an excuse and you can't. And I do feel if those running backs don't fumble five times, that game's probably not close. Oh, um, for sure. Oh, my gosh. Largely hasn't been bad. Um, obviously, they're going to get a test coming. But the defense has played fine. And there, there was moments where Penn State would fumble and the defense was, was good enough that, that we took the ball right back, right? I think Penn State had three turnovers that game, too, on defense. So, yeah, yeah a, a, a sloppy, ugly game. But if you're going to have that, I guess I'd rather you have it in a monsoon at home against a pretty poor Northwestern team than next week on the road at Michigan. Yeah, there's a lot that I think about this Northwestern game. Um, first thing I want to point out, like you mentioned, you can't have a bunch of you can't have a bunch of fumbles like that. Sean had a pretty gross interception as well. Um, and like James Franklin said, you don't you don't want to blame the weather, but I mean, obviously the weather plays a factor. I mean, we're not you you can't just disregard that. The weather obviously plays a factor, and if you don't think that, go back and watch Week One Bears against the 49ers. That game was atrocious as well, and the Eagles game uh, the following day against the Jaguars was atrocious because Trevor Lawrence fumbled four times. It's yeah. it's 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 just tough conditions. It is what it is, but. Like you said, it's good to get that out of the way against a team who is pretty poor on offense. Like you said, the defense really picked us up. Um, And shout out to our friends for the bloggy. Follow them on Twitter. They do a very good job breaking down film and analyzing stuff. Um, They go really in-depth. This Penn State defense this year is putting up crazy numbers as far as pressures, uh, pass breakups, turnovers, whatever whatever you want to whatever you want to call it they're putting on a show this year and um i think i remember they gave up eight yards total after each penn state turnover in that game yeah you want to talk you want to talk about picking up the slack i mean it doesn't get any better than that right not just eight yards but the 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 more important Um, yeah turn the ball over five times i i don't exactly remember where each one was it seemed like every time Penn State crossed the 50 is when it happened yeah we Um, were moving every time every time we uh turned it over we were moving the ball so like you mentioned earlier had we not turned it over five times um you know we're talking about that game very differently for sure well I also think if you take the weather away that game's probably not close either um you know the bigger the bigger concern for me is I'm not I'm not like super worried about the running backs and protecting the football. Like I will chalk that up to weather. Um, I chalk it up to freshman moments as well and say, and say, yeah, you know, first time playing in a monsoon in happy Valley, which happens more times than not, it seems like, but, uh, but they'll (laughs) be okay. Right. They, they haven't, they haven't had that issue through the first four games. Why, why do I think that's going to become, I don't think that's going to become a trend now is what I'm, trying to say yeah. my bigger my bigger issue is sean at the moment if if i'm going to be honest and i've been a sean backer i've i've tried to stay on sean's uh wagon team whatever you want to call it but 
when I watch a six-year guy stand in a clean pocket and throw off his back foot and miss an open Parker Washington because he throws off his back foot, like that. Yeah, it's, it's becoming harder to 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 say. Yeah, you know, he needs to be the guy. And I don't want to start this argument because it's only going to get worse if we lose at Michigan. And and, and I'm not even going to say rightfully so, because depending on how that game goes, Sean Clifford could have nothing, could be in no part the reason why we lose to Michigan. There's other ways to lose against Michigan. Um, but, like, man, um, you, you got to be better. Right. Like you, you yeah. are a six year quarterback. This is your fourth year starting. And you, you can't step up into a into a clean pocket and make make a throw that you should make. Um, like that's an issue and it needs to be fixed like now. Yeah, not, not in a week, not in two. But it needs to be fixed now. And if it's not. Boy, I don't know. Um, I'm happy I'm not James Franklin because I wouldn't want to make the decision. But it's got to be in the back of his mind. He's never going to tell us. I mean, the media can ask all they want. He's never going to tell us anything. Correct. Even even if he is thinking about it, and rightfully so, he shouldn't. But, man, like, what do you – I mean, I'll ask you, like, what do you do? Yeah, I don't know. Um, Like you said – I know, I know you've been a Sean supporter. I definitely should support Sean as well. And yeah, I, I totally get the frustrations with him. Um, I will say though, he is not the only one to blame for the performance on offense the past two weeks. Yes. He, yes, he has been inconsistent throwing off his back foot, missing receivers that are open, but there are also times where he does hit the receiver and they just drop it. Um, I, I believe in the Central Michigan game, we had five or six drops. And against Northwestern, obviously, you know, the weather plays into it because it's it's tough to catch a soaking wet ball, especially if it's not right on you. So for that, I will give him blame because it seemed like a lot of the drops, especially against Northwestern, were high where the receiver had to jump. And it's just tough to ask your receiver to catch a ball like that in those yeah, conditions. I, I don't. I don't think – I understand the other factors, right? Is it Sean's fault that the running backs fumbled five times? No, of course not. Right. Um, is it is it Sean's fault that uh, Trey Wallace drops what would have been a surefire first down during that, I think it was that Central Michigan game on third and five, right? Yep. As a result, you know, we go forward on fourth down. Sean makes a eh, okay throw, but again, Tinsley doesn't make the catch. So – if if drops were the problem, it was just drops. That that's a different conversation we we could have. Um, but there's but there's missed throws. Right? Oh yeah, and, and there's throws that there's throws that a guy with Sean's experience you expect to make. Absolutely, I, now, I think of that uh, bomb that he threw to Tinsley that was about ten yards over him, and if he hit Tinsley on the dot, man, that's a touchdown. That's right. a long touchdown, and he just overthrew it. And here's the the, the most frustrating pro- part about Sean is I feel he can make any throw he wants to make, but his mechanics get out of whack. He gets happy feet. I feel he 
his pocket presence still isn't good. Um, I honestly, I think one of the best throws he made was during the Auburn game to Tinsley down the sideline. That yeah, was that, dark, was a, that was a very that was a nice dime, throw. Right, good, good catch by Tinsley to make that play too. But that was a that was a good throw. That was a damn good throw. Yep. Um, so it's frustrating when you see him come back and miss a throw like he did to Parker in that Northwestern game. Um, so I don't know the, like the question for me has become like, how short is his leash? And nobody knows the answer to that. I don't think if I've heard some people say he'll be benched if we're losing at halftime. No, no, no way. No way is he benched if we're losing at halftime in Michigan, unless it's something stupid, like 38 to nothing. Right. Um, yeah. That's the only way he's getting benched. If it's 10 nothing and Sean has two picks or something, he's not getting benched. No way. Um, I agree with you there. 100%. So, so I, I, I don't know. And it's probably not worth talking about because we want Sean to succeed. <laughs> but it's a, <laughs> it's it's a, a question, good question. It's a question worth asking and pondering because I've had other fan bases and you and I talked about this on the phone last night. I've had other fan bases come to me and say, well, how much worse would Drew do? And that's a fair question. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. If Drew was starting at Michigan, would we expect Penn state to win? No, probably, probably not. But do we expect Penn state to win with Sean Clifford? Well, probably no. over half the country says probably not. Right. Yep. Same thing for Ohio state. Yep. Drew probably isn't going to go beat Ohio State, but Sean Clifford's probably not going to get picked to beat Ohio State either. So what's the difference, I guess, is is where we're at. Um, and you want you want Drew to develop. And, and I would like Drew to just be able to sit there and watch Sean win 11 games and develop. I would love for that to happen. But with some of Sean's play, you, you really have to ask the question. Yeah, and we talked about it a little bit last night on the phone. You asked earlier about how short is Sean's leash. Um, for, for this stretch of three games, he will be the starter unless he is hurt. And knock on wood, God forbid that he's not. Right. Because I would like that experience in those games. But if we come out of this three-game stretch with two losses, I could see – Drew Aller taking the reins for the rest of the season starting in November. I can see it for sure. Yeah, I don't I, I think you have to see I don't I, I'm not going to agree with that right now. I think you have to see what what Sean's performances look like. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah that's assume, true. If you go through three games and you lose two, right, I'm going to assume you're saying we're losing to Michigan and Ohio State. Yeah. So in between he has a win at the whiteout. Um what do those what do his performances look like against Michigan and Ohio State? If he has, like I said earlier, if he has three picks and you know, maybe five picks total or misses throws constantly that don't result in picks or just just plays very poorly, then maybe I will um, agree with you. But I mean, we saw last year that Sean came out in Columbus played pretty damn well yeah he had a hell of a game last year so i i know he threw the interception there in the fourth quarter that kind of 
sealed the deal. But I mean, we were down by three points going into the fourth quarter of that game. Yep. As as twenty point underdogs, I'm pretty sure. So, like, let's see. I, I don't want to. Like I said, I don't want to start this conversation because because it's going to start, and it already has started anyway. But it's it's really going to get worse if we lose in Ann Arbor. Yeah, and I'm not looking forward to that, man. Twitter will be a cesspool. It's going to be so annoying. It's all I'm I'm already annoyed, bro. Like I just want the game to be here. I'm I hate that we're on a bye week this week because I mean all this week we've been talking about Michigan. And all this upcoming week, we're going to be talking about Michigan. I'm I'm ready for I'm ready for it to be done. Like, well, and any fan that's that's listening to this and is an Alar supporter or wants Alar in now, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. Um, that that's why this question is so weird, right? I don't think the people that want Alar in are necessarily wrong, but I also I don't, don't think the people that still want Sean to play for now are wrong either that's why i'm glad i'm not james franklin yeah it's definitely a tough decision i'm glad i'm not the one making it because boy yeah it's 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 a tough thing to to teeter on for sure um but yeah i want to hear let's move into our thoughts about the michigan game what do you think is the roadmap to victory for Penn State? Oh, God. Um, well, don't turn it over. You're on the road. Don't want to turn it over. Especially early. I, I really feel you're going to need to be able to be balanced offensively. Michigan, in my opinion, will try and take your running game away because, oddly enough, that's kind of Penn State's identity through these first five weeks, other than Purdue. Yeah, who would have thought that they've we'd be saying really, that? They've really become a running, like a run-first team, which is fine if it works. But you you really need to try and stay balanced. And I hope, even if, and Yursich has done this in the past, I hope even if we fall behind early, 7 nothing, maybe even 10 nothing, don't don't get away from the run too early. Yeah. Don't put all of this on Sean with 10 minutes to go in the second quarter. You can't do it. Sean can't do it. Yeah, it'll end up very bad. It's not CJ Stroud. It's not Bryce Young. Sean can't do it. So don't, don't get away from the run too early. Try and stay as balanced as you possibly can. Obviously, Michigan's going to try and take something away, which I would think would be the run, and then just make Sean throw it which I also is what Penn State's game plan will be defensively. Take Coram away and make J.J. throw it. Um, I I think you need to be better on third down because there's going to be big third downs that you need to convert. We've been really terrible on third downs. I think we're like 120th in FBS in third down conversions. Like It's it's very poor. you need yeah. to be better on third down. Don't turn it over. Handle the environment, which, you know, they, they handled it pretty good in Auburn. I would say they'll handle this environment fairly well. They handled the environment in Purdue fairly well, too. And by fairly well, I mean, like, not too many false starts, shit right. like that. Yeah. 
So, you know, it's just it's just the normal game plan. And Sean's going to have to play well. Sean's going to have to make plays. And uh, hopefully the people around him can also step up and make a play too. Yeah, I'm looking at this game. And you you mentioned it. Both teams are going to try to do the same thing defensively. Take away the run, force the ball into the quarterback's hand. Whichever team is going to do that better is going to come out on top. I'm holding out hope that Penn State does that better, obviously. Um, But it's just so tough to say because Blake Corum is on a tear right now. The kid looks incredible this year. And we had a tough time stopping Hassan Haskins last year. He, He gashed us. So our run defense is going to be so, so pivotal in this in this matchup. Um, well, if, and if I think we're we... able to contain it. I don't believe in JJ McCarthy enough to put the team on his back and win. I think we can hold out a little bit of hope. I think you can grasp a straw in how we performed against Bigsby. Yeah. Penn State completely eliminated him, other than like one play. Um, so I, if, if, if you can do that, I agree completely. I don't I don't know if JJ I think JJ although I think he's more talented overall than Sean is. I don't think JJ is there yet. So yeah, put put the ball in JJ's hands because our strength on defense is our secondary. So the more they try and sling it, the more confident I feel. Yeah. But um this this will probably be no not probably this is the best team best offense best defense that Penn State is going to is is facing this year i i've i've had some people say don't buy the michigan hype no 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 they're they're fifth in the country for a reason they have a top 25 defense they have a top 20 i don't i don't know exactly where their offense is at but my point is, it could be the best offensive line you face all year. So, oh, it it likely is. Other than Ohio State, I think Ohio State's the best of the line, but Michigan is right there. It's it's going to be a, a chore, and it's a test. So, it it'll be very interesting, especially especially with some of these younger guys that are seeing a lot of playing time. Um, but but it's exciting too at the same time, right? You know. Top 10 matchup on the road in Ann Arbor. I mean, this could be a massive, massive win for James Franklin in this program. Huge. Oh, yeah. And you posed a question earlier in the week. I think you put it up on Twitter, and you had, we had talked on the phone earlier in the week and spoke about it. Um, a win at Michigan, top five team. This is going to be – t- this would be a top three win for James Franklin all time, and it might Easily. even be top two. Easily top three win. Easily, it, yeah. It could, it could probably – be argued like you said it could probably be argued that it's top two most people that replied were saying obviously 2016 osu and the big 10 title game were bigger um while i agree 2016 osu was huge uh for putting penn state kind of back on that national map I think for where the program is six years removed from that win, this win would be 
the biggest, easily the biggest since that win. Oh, and yeah, we can argue Indy. I mean, yeah, you won a Big Ten title that year, but fact of the matter is, is you missed the playoffs, which is all college football cares about now. Yep. And you lost in the Rose Bowl to USC. So, like, yeah, that was a that was a dream year. That was an amazing year. Not taking anything away from that year, but that this win. If you can get a win on Saturday, could mean so much. I mean, I've asked this question too. If Penn State is eleven and let's say they win Saturday, and Penn State is eleven and one, and their only losses to OSU, and let's say it's close, not a blowout, Penn State has to be in the in the playoff conversation, right? Oh yes, absolutely. And I and I think with the way that uh, things are shaping out with the country right now. I think they'll probably be in the thick of it. Um, it's because, you know, obviously you got the massive matchup this weekend between Alabama and Tennessee. Honestly, that's going to be the key because if Tennessee beats Alabama, we know that Alabama is going to get that bias and not drop too far and likely still end up right there at the end. So, that's going to be a really, really huge game to watch. Now, obviously, we're getting way ahead of ourselves talking about the playoff and everything. But, you know, if that's the route you want to go, that's going to be a huge, huge game to watch. But I think that's what makes this game so so massive, right? Like, yeah. Like, we, we have had good years under James Franklin, right? 16, 17, good years. But, but we haven't had that year where – we finally get over that hump of, hey, we're not going to lose two games, right? <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Sixteen, you lost two. Seventeen, you lost two. And, and and that second one normally is one where you're like, ugh, you know, we really shouldn't have lost that. At least those years is how it was. Um. So if if, man, like I I just feel like if if you can get this win on Saturday. And I think it's a 50-50 coin toss. I don't, I don't think either team has a huge advantage over the other. Um, Correct. But if you can get this win, I think, it, I think it can project your program in a way that maybe we didn't have the opportunity since, like, almost beating Ohio State in the shoe in 17, right? Oh, yeah. Like, that's, that's how much momentum I think this win could have for you. I mean, you're. I, I think about a, a top five team. You would go in there and beat them on the road. I, I mean, they were a playoff team last year, right? Yep. Like it would be huge. Yeah, that would be as, absolutely massive, um, and I, I think it would give our program another another leap forward from a national perspective. Um, obviously, as Penn State fans, we feel we're right up there. Obviously, not on the level of Ohio State, Bama, Georgia, um, but we feel we're right there. But then you talk to, you know, other college football fans, fans of other teams, and they still kind of shit on us. They give us shit. And, you know, whatever. That, that can be warranted. Some say it's not. I can, I'll say that it's warranted because we do lose terrible games. Um, but if you win this game against Michigan, that's going to turn a lot of heads and make a lot of people second guess what they've been saying about Penn State you know, this past off season in the past in general, it's going to make them think twice about, you know, talking shit about us moving forward for sure. Yeah, it'll be. And, and 
you know, I kind of dive into this Michigan game a little bit more. It, it'll be really interesting to see how Mike Yersich, with a bye, attacks or what his game plan is for, for this offense. Like, I think – I think Michigan, like we've said earlier, will will sell out to stop the run. So it would be very interesting to me if Mike Yersich came out and just flipped that script, right? Yeah. Throw passes initially. I'm not saying deep balls. I'm saying slants, seam routes, mesh concepts, maybe those wide receiver bubble screens that we saw a shit ton of last year that we really haven't seen any of this year. Yeah. Um, but if you if you can do that and have success, obviously you need to have success for any of this to work. But if you can do that and have success, all of a sudden, when you turn around and hand it off, now there's space, right? Because Michigan's thinking, oh boy, like they're they're dicing us up a little bit. Like they're getting five six yards a pop when he drops back to throw it. Um, and you're gonna have that opportunity, man. Um, looking, I, I've watched quite a few Michigan games this year, and the middle of their defense is – I'm not going to say it's terrible because it's obviously not. They have a very good defense. Right. But it, but it is vulnerable. And you, you look at the Indiana game, and I know personally take that game with a grain of salt because, yes, they, there's a high chance that they were looking ahead to the week, you know, to our matchup. But Indiana had a lot of success in the middle of the field against Michigan, and they're not the only team to have decent success in the middle of the field. You look back to the Maryland game. They had some solid success. So if you're able to get creative, and, I, and I'm holding out hope that Yersich can get creative. And I know I, I may sound stupid saying that, but I am holding out hope for that. If you can get a little creative and get your tight ends free across the middle, I think this is going to be a huge game for not only Brenton Strange, but also Theo Johnson. Well, it's this, not- this is an opportunity. Yeah, it's and it's not all about getting creative, right? It's it's putting and I think what do the good play callers do? The good offensive minds in football do constantly. They put their good players in position to have success. Right. And they also put the other team, the a defensive player in a bind, right? Yep. They put him in conflict. Joe Moorhead was phenomenal at this right one player on the defensive side of the ball determined where the play was going and and if and if Yersich can and I know he can but if Penn State can come out and pinpoint maybe Michigan's weakest part of their defense which seems to be surprisingly enough linebacker and like you said the middle of the field put put those people in a bind constantly Play yep. fakes. Um, yeah, obviously, running the football is going to help that. Play action passing. Uh, seam routes. Make them cover. But not only make them cover, but make them cover in space. Um, and, and yeah, I think, I think there's opportunity there. Um, and then also your players need to go out and execute that. Yeah. And I, I hope, because everyone's like, well, the Michigan Mich- defensive line isn't as good as it was last year well yeah that's probably true i mean you did lose two first rounders but it's still a good defensive line so once again oh yeah this offensive line is going to have to play well it's going to have to hold up 
in pass protection because we have a quarterback that's been hit a shit ton in his career and has <laughs> has problems working with a clean pocket anyways. I want to address the elephant in the room here. And that is our bi-week woes. Penn State has been absolutely dreadful coming off of bi-week. And now it's I've heard it's been said, I think it was Manny Diaz that said it, that you know we're going to change our approach to the bye week this year and that has me excited but i'm also very very nervous of it being more of the same yeah for sure you know on 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 the other side of the ball defensively for penn state it obviously the linebackers need to play well downhill try and take away quorum as best you can None of this means that Corm isn't going to get his yards. It, if Corm if Corm rushes for a hundred yards, so be it, right? That doesn't mean you lose yeah. the game, but you can't allow him to just dominate. Uh, limit explosives. I really have a lot of confidence in the secondary. I think that's an edge for Penn State. Um, I not to not to say Michigan's wide receivers are just horrible, but. Um, I think Penn State secondary is better. I I think with what we've seen from Manny, I think Manny will show JJ's an inexperienced quarterback, hasn't seen a ton of defenses, right? I think yeah. I think that's an advantage to Manny and how exotic his looks are. Wouldn't be surprised if JJ throws an interception or two, right? Because of how Manny plays it. So I really don't think this is going to be any sort of high scoring game. I'm feeling like 28-20, 28-21, something like that. I would be I'm with you there for sure. I would be kind of surprised if if either team got to 30. Um granted I said that for the Auburn game and Penn State scored 42. So maybe if I say it again, Penn, <laughs> Penn State will, Penn State will shock me. <laughs> Knock on wood, I guess. Yeah, I um I, I'm kind of with you there. I do think the game is going to be in the 20s. Maybe one team gets into the 30s, low 30s, maybe like 31, you know, 24, 27 kind of deal. Um, but yeah, this is this is definitely going to be a a solid defensive battle. It's going to be a matter of who has the best schemers. Who is who is able to get their players open? And like you said, I trust mainly our secondary more than anything, I love our secondary in that matchup. I don't think Michigan has a receiver that really scares you like that, and neither does Penn State. Parker Washington is very Parker Washington is very very good, but he hasn't he hasn't had that absolute wow moment this year. And um, I I hope something breaks out. Well, we haven't really we haven't really had any really wow moments from wide receivers like our it was really just that tinsley catch against auburn yeah i mean in our explosive plays if you think about it in terms of wide receivers wasn't really even a wide receiver it was brenton strange's uh 80 some odd yard touchdown run against purdue um most of our explosives have amazingly enough come on the ground so yeah, if, if Penn State is able to find that explosiveness, 
in the passing game and and can hit a couple big plays over the top, that just opens things up more. And and they and they need to take their shots, and I'm sure they will. Um, but if you can hit a couple of those, I I I I would like where you're at. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so I want to get into it. We we kind of alluded to it a little bit there, um, but first of all, I want to know who your X factor is for Penn State in this game, and then I want to know if you have it yet. What your score prediction is. Um, do you want an X factor on both sides of the ball? Yeah, sure. I think an X factor defensively is any linebacker. <laughs> no, that's a cop out. Um, <laughs> no, I think I, you know, honestly, I think an X factor and they, and Michigan could attack in a different way, but I, I really think PJ Mustwafer could be a huge X factor in this. Yes. Game that's with the how name they, I was going to say. With how they attack us running the football. If, if PJ can have a big game, um, that could be a, a huge difference in, in not allowing Corm to get to that second level, protect those linebackers, especially the younger ones a little bit more. Yep. Um, X factor on offense is easy. <laughs> it's Sean. It always is. Um, <laughs> if, if Sean, if Sean doesn't play well, Penn state probably doesn't win. Um, it, unless Nick Singleton and Allen combined for like 450 yards on the ground. Um, but Sean's going to have to make plays. He's, he's just going to have to. So he's the X factor. I, I think, I think, I think Singleton and Allen could also be X factors because if they do, if we are able to run the football, we're in way better shape, obviously. So they could be, but yeah, I, I think it's Sean, uh, manage the game. Don't turn it over and uh, make the plays that that you can make. And I'll, and I'll give this to Sean. Um, for as much shit as we give him as, as an entire fan base, not necessarily talking about you, me, or Tyler, um, but for as much shit as this fan base gives Sean Clifford, the one thing you got to give him, he will play up to the opponent that you are playing. He, he always does. I can't I can't think of a Ohio State or Michigan game where he was just dreadful. And the 2019 Ohio State game, that was that was a tough one for him. But you know, we ended up sticking close in that game and he didn't even finish it out. He got hurt in that game. Um but all in all, he plays up to his opponents. Hopefully that continues. I think on the offensive side of the ball and yet the, you can call this a cop out, but I think the X factor is the entire offensive line because you need Michigan. Like you mentioned earlier, even though that they lost two first round defensive linemen, they still got a pretty, pretty solid defensive line. Yeah. Really and if solid. you, and if you watch that Indiana game, they went crazy. Yeah. So, the offensive they, line is going to be a huge, huge factor in this game. They if, gave up. They gave up 100 yards in a sec in the second half against Indiana. Yeah. They a took lot over. of people. A lot of people are giving Michigan shit for that game, but they really forget what happened in the second half. 
I mean, that was that was a game in the first half. Yes, no doubt. In Michigan my opinion, they were sleepwalking. The they absolutely took over in the second half. Yes. Yeah. So, the offensive line is going to be massive. Do not let them tee off on Sean, or else he might end up having to go to Drew, for other reasons than performance. Um, the offensive line on offense, and then on defense, I'm with you. It's PJ Mustafer. Because Michigan is a run-first offense, and P.J. is your run-stopper. And for as solid as he's been this year, and he has been, I we haven't seen that breakout P.J. game. Like last year against Iowa, he was phenomenal up until he got hurt. And there were other games last year that he was just incredible. You haven't really seen that this year, which is good and bad. Because if, if your name isn't getting called a lot, that means, you know, you're not out of position. <laughs> you're not being made look like a fool. But also that means you're not making those gigantic plays. And I, I'd love to see more of that from him. And I think this is the game, you know, we're now six weeks into the season. By the time the Michigan game comes, it's seven weeks. He should be 100% back. And, you know, we've been saying that for weeks now, but. You know, it takes time to come back from an, from an injury like that, especially for a big guy. So I'm really, really looking forward to a, a P.J. Mustafer game on defense. Yeah, and, and I also, well, and I also think I also think some of these linebackers have have the chance to really have breakout games. Uh, yeah, like we like we said earlier, probably the best, if not the best offensive line you're going to face. Um Really good running back. Uh, Abdul Carter, I feel, has already made a name for himself. You can really make a name for yourself this game. Um, same with Tyler Elsden. Same with John Sutherland. Same with Kobe King. Same with Curtis Jacobs. Um, you can all make names for yourselves if you have monster games. And yeah. you you take it over like Micah did in, in the Cotton Bowl, right? And I'm not saying they're going to do that, and I don't want to put that undue pressure on them to do so but um the the linebackers really have played well to these first five games um and hopefully they're up up to the task for for this one too because this is easily their biggest test yet they're whoever is going to be assigned to cover their tight end and i know eric all is done for the year I know he's not going to be playing the Penn State game anyway. I don't. I don't want to say he's done for the year and he may come back, but <clears throat> their backup tight end is pretty solid as well. And whoever is going to be covering him, you know, in running plays, you know, just on that side of the ball or on passing plays, I'm looking for a stout game from them because, like I said, their backup tight end is solid still. And they're an offense that really uses the running backs and tight ends a lot. Yes. So if you can get a big performance out of PJ and a big performance out of whoever is covering their tight end, I think you're set up pretty well for success in this game, for sure. Well, and another key on defense is going to be if if you have the ability to take away quorum, right? And you're and you're going to have and you're going to make JJ throw it. Defensive line again pressure staying in your gaps he's a mobile quarterback he he's not afraid to run it so yeah 
<laughs> yeah, pressure is great, but you need to stay in your gaps and contain him at the same time too. So that could be another there, – there's tons of keys to this game, but that is another key to this game depending on how it's playing out. Yeah, another big one for sure. So what – do you have a score prediction? Or what Not way really. I mean, I'm leaning towards Michigan because um, I, I, I just don't – I don't trust this Penn State offense enough yet to get a win on the road. Um, so I, I would probably say right now, and this could change when I put it out on Friday, so don't – if you listen to this and then see my tweet on Friday, don't, like, bash me for it. Um I could talk myself into a Penn State win yet. Um, but I'll probably say at the moment, 28-24 Michigan. That's kind of – that's pretty much right where I was at. Um, I, too, unfortunately think Michigan is going to come away with the win here. Um, now, I do – like you mentioned earlier, this game is about a 50-50 coin toss type of game. I am definitely feeling solid about our chances this weekend. I just don't know if the offense is going to be consistent enough for us to come out of there with that win. Yeah, I really um, feel this game is 50-50. I, yeah. I think it could go either way, and there's going to be three or four plays in that game that I think – change it um if if we get a repeat of um 16 or 18 michigan games i'll be pretty disappointed i don't think this should be a blowout for michigan oh god Um, no but if it is we got some problems you know if the defense can come out and and creates two or three turnovers Penn State scores points off those turnovers. That could be the difference, right? A four-point game, one turnover could be the difference. So, um, yeah, I really feel it's 50-50. I I don't – and I know there's a couple – I mean, you know, too, there's a couple people that that think Penn State has the better team than Michigan. So – They could very well. We'll see, I guess. I'm I'm going – Damn, you pretty much took my score, man. I I, I think I was going to go about 27-23 right around there. Um, so, yeah, 28 – I mean, it's not far off, 28-24. Might as well just go with that, stay even uh, between the two of us here. I do think Michigan comes out on top, unfortunately. But, you know, you never know what happens. Knock on wood. All right? Let's just hope for a good game. Let's hope for a healthy game. That's the big – that's a big thing. Because yeah. we got two pretty important games right after that. Um, yeah, I'm just hoping for a good weekend. Hopefully, James can get another signature win under his cap. And we'll see what happens. Let's ride. <laughs> uh, well, do you I, have anything else? Or do you have anything else to add? Well, the fact that it's a, it's a noon game, I think, also plays to Penn State's advantage. I, I know Penn State fans aren't super excited knowing that Ohio State probably will be noon. Um, crowds aren't as hyped. I don't yeah. feel for noon games. Not not to say Michigan ain't going to be ready to go. It's still a top 10 matchup, right? But um, as a fan, 
as somebody that enjoys uh, the traditions and pageantry of college football, I wish it was at night because I think it deserves to be at night. But that's that's not how Fox operates, so we're stuck at noon. But that's a good thing for Penn State, too, so I'm not uh, super mad about that either. Yeah. The problem that the problem for me is, is depending on how it goes, I could just be pissed off the rest of the day and not want to watch any more college football. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, which has happened before. Oh yeah. Hopefully that doesn't happen to us though, man. But yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to, I'm really excited for this, for this team. And I think I'm more excited because there's so many young people, so many, so many young kids playing, um, like man, like you could you could really make a statement for yourself right here if you if you're able to go in there and pull off this win. Yeah, I forget who it was, but I saw earlier someone wrote an article saying, um, you know, basically this year is supposed to be a bridge year, a quote unquote rebuilding year for Penn State because we have so many young guys that are that we're relying on, especially on defense. Um, but man, I mean, if you if you come out of Ann Arbor with a victory. All of a sudden, this rebuilding year goes into a right now year. So, you know, this this could be very, very exciting and huge for our future. Absolutely, just massive. So, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. I, I really like I like we talked about earlier. I really think this is the biggest opportunity, probably biggest opportunity for Penn State as a program, probably since that OSU game in 2017. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was a massive opportunity too. And, and obviously we don't need to rehash what happened there, but, hmm. but, uh, but this is definitely the next big opportunity for the program and for James Franklin. Yeah, absolutely. And for, and for anyone wondering where TK's at, uh, he couldn't make it tonight to record. So, uh, he'll be yeah, back. Schedule's on, been crazy. He'll be back on the next episode, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting TK back on the show. I know things have been crazy lately with the technical difficulty issues, and our schedules have been absolutely insane. Seems like the technical difficulties have been taken care of. Now you just got to keep your fingers crossed and hope that our schedules allow us to get back to doing this weekly. To our listeners, you guys have been absolutely incredible. I really appreciate all the support that you guys have given us, and I really appreciate you guys sticking by our side as we haven't been doing much lately. I know there are people out there asking when the next episode is coming out, so thank you very much for sticking with us. Have a wonderful night, take care of yourselves, and we are.